I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's what I got. Take it off, sir. This Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if we lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So. Don't, don't you ever disrespect <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, folks? Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet. This is After Further Review, episode number 87. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. And I'm your other wonderful co-host, Malin Dennis. I said wonderful because Shaq's not here and someone else has to be wonderful for a change. I'm glad that you kept that alive in his in his <laughs> absence. <laughs> in his in his uh in his honor. Yes, his very ironic uh, absence here. Uh, so Malin was gone last week because he, he was on vacation. Shaq is gone this week due to, in his words, family things. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it might be like a funeral for the Miami Heat. <laughs> he might be down there. Technically, doing, it's family things. Yeah, having like a wake party or something for the Heat. <laughs> that might be happening. <laughs> It'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, that that Shaq is ducking us. Yeah. On the week after his heat got 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 stomped in uh, in week seven. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, yeah. Do you want to open up how we usually do with our shot? Yeah. Let's go ahead and do a shot, buddy. Cheers to a finals berth, my friend. Yes, sir. In which the Celtics are 17 and 4 in the finals. There you go. 17 and 4. So I'm actually drinking a. I'm sipping on a new bourbon here that my brother actually put me onto. It's called a walking stick, it's a 90 proof single barrel. Hmm. It's about, it's about thirty-three. Yeah, it's about thirty-three bucks. The um, nice. It's pretty. It's pretty smooth. It's actually the first bourbon that my brother is actually like recommended to me, rather than me recommend it to him. I see. Um. So, but yeah, some good stuff. Do you happen to know uh, like what part of the country that's made in? Well, Kentucky. It's a Kentucky bourbon. Nice. There we go. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I see you got a cigar there, my friend. <clears throat> yes. You and I. I have a yes. uh, Oliva G, Series G. This is like my normal go-to. What about you? Yep. Uh, I'm smoking a Perdomo Sun Grown 10th Anniversary. I'm uh, doing my best to do uh, my uh, my best Red Arbuck impersonation <laughs> after a victory. <laughs> With a cigar, God it's amazing. It. Feels good to be the victor. Yes, it does, folks. We record this show live every Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we do this live on YouTube, so if you are just listening, you can click the first link down in your podcast description to be taken to the YouTube page. Click subscribe; you can be notified every time we go live, just in case you somehow forget. Uh, and then, of course, if you do miss live, 
Uh, you can watch the replay whenever you want here on YouTube. You can watch an array of other podcasts here on the Melheim's Media YouTube channel. But perk of being here live, of course, is you can be here in the live chat. You can join uh, G Money here in the live chat. G Money says, "Damn right, G Money." A lot of those wins came before either of you were born. That's a fact, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, most of them. Most of them. <laughs> but I was born during the ones in the 80s, so that's fine. But still 17 and 4. Yeah, the numbers don't change. Four. That's right. Uh, so on that note, we will just get right into it. So... Tomorrow, uh, the finals start. Celtics at Warriors for Game One. Um, as of last week, Malin wasn't here last week, like I just said. But at the time, uh, Game Five was on. The Warriors were already through, um, but obviously Miami, Boston was still kind of up in the air. Um, so we'll start with um, we'll start with the Boston series. What did you think about our Celtics getting the job done in seven games? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was one game too many. Yes. Um, I thought that we were in prime position to take care of business in game six. Um, now we were down by like double digits most of the game, but when we went up 97 to 94, I thought we had that game in game six. Um, and then, um. We lost it. We I think we missed like four shots in a row. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about the terrible officiating that happened during that series. Uh, the terrible officiating that's happened all throughout the playoffs. Like It's not even the series that, that Boston has been playing in th throughout the entirety. Uh, but there's just been bad officiating in every series. Um, it's, not, it's not called equally. Uh, I think that the refs are trying to like put their own stamp on these series in a way that uh, ref isn't supposed to. Um, so there, there were always in most of the games in the Celtic series, I thought there were like questionable calls within like the last five minutes of the game. It was like, they were wanting to, they were wanting to try to keep the games as close as possible um, through, throughout the series. Uh, so, you know, we, we ended up blowing game six, which was terrible. Um, in Game 7, man, I mean, we, we led wire to wire. Um, I really felt like Jimmy Butler putting up 47 points in Game 6. I kind of felt like that was their stand at the Alamo. Uh, that was all they really kind of had left. Um, I didn't think they were going to really have much to offer in Game 7. Uh, just injuries. Um, I yeah. will give my hat to, to Miami. That they're a good team. They're well coached. They're very hard. They're very proud. They're, they're not just going to give up. But they did have a lot of injuries uh, throughout. Um, and we, we led wire to wire up until, like, what, the last two minutes of the game? Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Shaq was chatting you and I both up saying congrats on going to the finals. And then the Heat go on an 11-0 run. <laughs> and I was like, I swear to God, Shaq, I will assassinate you. <laughs> If the Miami Heat win this game with you trying to call it early. Um, but we held him off. Uh, I'm very glad that Butler tried to throw up that three when I think he was a 38% three-point shooter throughout the regular season. Yeah. So I'm glad that he decided to throw up that three. Um, and uh, listen, we're, 
We're in the finals, man. This is exactly where you and I thought we would be. Right. Um, we have eliminated all three teams that kept us out of the finals the last four years. Um, and here we are. We, we have broken that, that camel's back. We're here. We got over the hump. We got one more ride to go. So, so I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. We should have really gotten this done in six. It seemed like everything was right there for us to, to end that in TD Garden. But, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, I think I feel like this, the story of our postseason is just whenever we take care of the ball, it is very, very hard to beat us. But when we just play sloppy and we have, you know, double-digit turnovers, it we can be had pretty easily, it seems like. Um, but when we do take over the ball, we're just a completely different animal. Uh, which, Game 6, that was definitely the, the story of that was Game 6. Uh, the calls were just awful. Uh, like you said, they have been bad for the majority of the playoffs. It just kind of seems like the deeper we have gotten into the playoffs, the worse the calls have gotten. Like, uh, the Milwaukee series... I, that's when I like really started to notice like geez there were some a lot of I, I felt like a lot of missed charges uh, on Giannis um, a lot of just like the weird offensive fouls that they would call on either Grant Williams or Tatum um, and then it, it just kept it seemed just get even worse come to this series but uh, game sevens specifically I, I was I mean straight from the tip I was so happy with how we came out like let's get business taken care of early didn't mess around um i was a little nervous going to halftime we were only up by six points after we were leading by like 12 or 13 at one point uh but you know second half came out and we just really really came out strong again and got a double digit lead again uh and then towards the end there like you said when Shaq started putting his little voodoo out there trying to do whatever he does and the heat come roaring back, and I'm just like, just please, no, please, 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 please. Uh, but thank God. I, I know a lot of people have kind of given Marcus Smart some some heat with him taking, like, the last four attempts were all Marcus Smart shots. A few of those I didn't have an issue with because he was wide open on a couple threes. So just like, I'm always a fan of take, if, if, if you're open, just take the shot, as long as you're you know, a solid yeah. shooter. Um, so I, I didn't really have too much of an issue with that. Well, they they wouldn't have, they no one would have taken an issue if he made them. Right, and if exactly. If they ended up winning by eighteen, and no one cared when, uh, you know, game seven against Milwaukee when Williams was, you know, throwing up. I think it was like sixteen threes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and made like fifty percent of them. It just so happened that he was missing the ones at the end of the fourth quarter. They were good shots. They weren't overly contested. He wasn't. I, I didn't feel like he was being irresponsible um, with, with the ball. But I think that what it really looked down to with the Celtics is that, and may, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but whoever wins the third quarter typically wins in, um, in that game. Like if the Celtics win the third quarter, they typically go on the win. If the other team wins the third quarter, they typically go on the win. 
Um, and that's what kind of happened in, what was it, game... I know game six they did. I think in game five they did, too. Um, now, I don't know. Which one was it on Saturday? When I first got to Hilton Head, I was watching that game, and, like, the heat just tore us up in the third quarter. Oh, I um, think that was... I, uh, I, I think I think that was game three. Yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was game three, and they went up 2-1. And I'm sitting there, my, my first night at vacation, I'm sitting there, Oceanside, by a pool, watching TV, and I was all happy. I got real unhappy real quick uh, because they went they, they 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 tore us up like twenty eight to twelve or something like that in the third quarter it was ridiculous. So it just kind of seems like if the Celtics come out in the third quarter and make the right adjustments, um, they're they're pretty hard to beat because they are the best defensive team in the NBA. So yeah, uh, shout out to Nestor in the chat. He says. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I hope Boston takes that championship. Gum under the table over the Warriors. Is is Nestor the the Dolphins fan? Yes, he is the Miami fan. Oh, okay. That that is. Well, the thank same you, Nestor. Nestor. I'm I'm glad we agree on something. We don't <laughs> agree on much, but good to you, sir or lady or them or they, whatever. <laughs> you had it right the first good. time. Uh, good to you. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing on that series, the Jimmy Butler three that he took to try and take the lead. Do you like that shot? Dislike it? Well, I, I will say this: that if he made it, there, I, I think there was eleven point eight seconds left in the game uh-huh. when he took the shot. If he makes it and the Celtics are down one, I don't think we win the game. Hmm. Um, because we had led wire to wire. We had never trailed the entire game, and I think that would have been such an emotional blow. Yeah. Letting the Heat take a 14 to nothing lead. Like, you give up 14 to 0, then you allow the Heat to have a one-point lead with 12 seconds left. I think that, I mean, I think that sucks all the wind out of your sails. <clears throat> Um, if you go in and you tie the game, there's still a little bit of a mentality with 12 seconds left. That even if you miss, yeah, still tied. You're going to overtime. Um, but I think that I, I mean, Miami played really well the last two to three minutes, and they like the 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 Celtics had their backs up against the wall, like they were in the corner of the net and they were taking punches, and they just needed to try to survive. Um, and I don't think they would have survived that dagger. So I don't fault him for for, for taking that three. I mean, he, he was going for the win, knowing that his team didn't really have a whole lot in the tank to do another overtime or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, right or wrong, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just don't know that I can necessarily fault him for, for, for taking that shot. Yeah. I I don't fault him either because like you, you were saying earlier, like if if he makes a shot, then it was the greatest decision of all time. Like <laughs> what a what a shot for him to take. Um, but I agree. If if we did, if he hits it and we're down a point, I really don't see us coming back because we have led the entire game, and it's like it's different when you're up by ten. They go on like a, a six point run, call timeout. 
we gotta go get a bucket to stop the bleeding. Even if we don't get it, though, we still have a four-point cushion. Like, it's not the end of the world. Different when, all right, this is it, and now we have to go make a shot. Like, <laughs> the, the mentality is is way different in that scenario. Yeah, we 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 went from sitting on a sofa, chilling, about to go to the finals, to going back to the Stone Age, sitting on a rock, like we. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lost a whole cushion, we lost a couch, we lost a house, we lost everything. We're in a cave right now. Just trying to hang on to this damn lead. Um, that's why I was like, if, if if the Heat had won that game, I would have I would have figured out where Shaq lived. And I would have shown up at his house. And I'd have slapped him in the face. I wouldn't have punched him, but I'd have slapped him because that's more disrespectful. Um because he put it out there, congratulations on going to the finals, and then the Heat went on eleven and zero run. Yeah, he knew what he like, was doing. I was like, "You, you son of a bitch!" Um, but you know, listen. The last thing I'll say about this, Jimmy Butler. What a I don't like to use terms like warrior and gladiator and stuff like that when it comes to sports because there's men and women serving in military that do right. far you know more heroic stuff than people playing sports but you want to talk about a guy that just i mean he averaged 9.8 points a game in game four and five and then he went out in game six and seven and scored 82 points and it was one three-point shot away from putting the heat in the finals yeah. uh jimmy butler carried that team but you know what at the end of the day even if i wasn't a boston celtic fan um, I'm glad that the Heat didn't go. Simple fact that I think that Golden State would have steamrolled the Heat. I didn't think they would have had anything less in, left in the tank. And I think we would have had a really boring series, but I think we're going to have a pretty compelling NBA Finals with the two teams we have oh, yeah. left, even, even if I wasn't a Celtics fan. So, so I'm happy the way it turned out. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, because they just couldn't score like outside of butler they had no source of reliable offense and against golden state like you have to be able to score i know that you can lock them down defensively but that will only hold up for but so long uh the dam's gonna break eventually so you gotta be able to to match them sort of at least with you know offense and Kyle Lowry wasn't healthy. He was out there looking like Zion Williams, man. Like, when did he get so damn pudgy? Um, that man, I was like, dude, what are you, what, what? Out there looking like Charles Barkley back in 93. Just, I was like, Jesus Lord, man. Um, you, you so damn out of shape. I was like, yeah. He did hit that, he did hit that one three in game six. And Lowry yes. hit that game. Oh. When he hit that three that tied it at ninety seven in game six, man, I almost I almost threw the remote, but it didn't belong to me. Um <laughs> I was I was pretty mad. So let's move on to the Western Conference Finals. Not nearly as compelling as this series was, but nonetheless thing is worth touching on. Uh, so the Warriors took down the Mavs in five games. Um, I I did not predict that it would be this short of a series. Uh, I don't know about you, Malin. Was it kind of a surprise that Dallas went down so easily? 
Um. I. At the beginning of the series, I thought that Dallas had a chance to take one in Golden State. And then when they mm. were down 2 0, I was like, well, dang, man, like, is this going to be like a sweep? Like, does, does Dallas have anything in the tank? Like, they were kind of like the Miami Heat of the Western Conference at this point. It was all Luka <clears throat> or nothing. Yeah. And then the way that Dallas won game three gave me hope, and that's why I picked last week that, you know, like I thought that, you know, Dallas was going to win game five and tie it up at 2-2. Um, and then I couldn't have been more wrong. That was one of the worst picks um, <laughs> that I've ever had uh, because they got throttled. Uh, beat down, beat down. You know they smelt what the rock was cooking, um, and they just got obliterated. Um, and so it was like game game five was game five was a letdown for me because or not not game five game uh, game three. Oh no, game three was when when they won. Oh. I don't know, but the the the, the last game, uh, because oh, they, they just got won. Eliminated, yeah, yeah, like they, I really thought that they had a chance to to, to ride some momentum, yeah, and yeah. you know put put something together, um, and and they couldn't do it, so they, I don't know, I you and I both thought that Golden State was going to go to the finals. From the get go, mm-hmm. no. Did we think that Golden State was going to go, or Phoenix was going to go in the beginning of the playoffs? I, I, I think you said Phoenix. I'm pretty I sure I said Phoenix that, as well. I think we thought that Phoenix and Golden State were going to go. Yeah, the to the Western, Western Conference finals. finals. Yeah, but I think we both picked Golden State to go to the finals once they were going to face Dallas. I'm pretty sure we said that. Yeah, yeah. Um so 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 that wasn't really surprising to me. Um so some of the stuff that is surprising to me though is that um you know like Golden State's the first team to go to the NBA Finals 6 out of 8 years since the Bulls in the 90s. Wow. Even though they've lost two of them, right? They they lost that that one to the Cavs when they were up 3-1 and ended up losing. And then they lost the the, the last one um, to Toronto. Yep, with 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 Toronto and Kyrie. But I mean, six of eight. We 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 haven't seen that since the nineties. Um, and so to have them healthy, Thompson, Curry, you know, Draymond Green, and then you got Poole playing pretty good off the bench. Uh, looks like they're going to have Peyton back, which I don't know how you break an elbow and come back in the <laughs> yeah. NBA Finals. Like, did he really break his elbow? Like, I sliced open both of my pinkies, and I feel like I'm down for the count for, like, two months. Um, so how do you break an elbow? Then all of a sudden you're going to be playing in the NBA Finals, like, one series later. So did he really break it, or were we kind of overselling what happened there? Um, but, I mean, Golden State is just – they're in position to put themselves down as one of the greatest teams ever. Oh yeah! If they can beat the Celtics in the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to uh, the Dallas thing, 
it, to me, the series just showed like Dallas just they really, really need to go get one more star to to team up with Luca because I feel like they would just be they'd be right there if they if they had one more star because the fact that they can get this far um and they usually like this past few years they've made some pretty deep playoff runs um they just need that one more one more person and hey you could even say that about miami too like if if they did have one more star right alongside butler good chance they take down boston in in that same scenario um but dallas specifically it it really was apparent, like Jesus. Outside of Luca, there's just nothing going on with the rest of these dudes. Like if they're not hitting the three ball, it's just not happening with with the Mavs. Um, G Money's also saying in the chat, we all thought Phoenix would be coming out. Yeah, uh, seemed that way early on, but at, looking back on it, it's just like, damn, how the hell did Dallas beat the Suns in that scenario? Like. It's I mean, so Chris, strange. Chris Paul, tur- Chris Paul turned 37 and turned into yeah. a pumpkin, apparently. Um, but I mean, I'd like you, you and I both agree that that if Dallas gets one more person go along, Luca, then they're really like going to be a challenger, you know, to come out of the West. And they got Porzingis. That didn't work out. Yeah. But my question is, is like who who could who could Dallas get? Right, that's gonna put him right. over the hump. That's like I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know of a star <clears throat> that's gonna be a free agent in the next year or two, or that they could necessarily trade for without like killing themselves. Yeah. Um, that could help put him over the hump. There's only one person I can kind of think of, and that's Bradley Beal. Mm. If you got Bradley Beal out of DC and you put him in Dallas. Um, I think Bradley Beal with Luca would be a duo. That, but Bradley Beal's been stubborn, um, and yeah. not wanting to leave DC for some reason. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why. Um, but but yeah, I mean, hell, e- even if they got someone like John Wall and John Wall was healthy, uh, and just right. contribute something to take a little bit of heat off. But I think Bradley Beal's like the o- he's the only person in my mind that I could think of. Unless you could think of somebody else um, that Dallas could possibly trade for or get that could help put him over the hump, because I, be, I I'm I'm in agreement with you. They need somebody else. It can't be Luca or Bust. Yeah, that, that was the thing. I couldn't. I had no recommendations because I just I can't really think of anybody outside of Beal. It seems like his name has always floated around the past like three years oh. when it comes to. Uh, a complimentary star that somebody could pick up, but he just, for whatever reason, stays a wizard, has not left. Um, I, I got one more for you, but he's also stubborn in hell and always wants to stay at, this team he's, at the team he's at. Could you imagine Dame Lillard with yes. Luca? That. Oh, man. That. If Dame was open to leaving... And he went to Dallas. I don't care what Dallas would have to give Portland. I don't care if Mark Cuban had to give him some of his companies <laughs> to the Allen family that owns the Portland Trailblazers. If you could get Dame, because I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think Dame Lillard 
is the one player in the NBA that deserves to win a championship. Um, and Portland failed to put a supporting cast around him to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and so it, I would not fault him at all if he wanted to leave Portland and go to someplace else. And if you put Dame yeah. Lillard on that on that squad with Dallas, man, oh my God, that would <laughs> that'd be killer. Unreal. Killer. Unreal. <laughs> that that that's what I want to see happen. I want to see Dame and Dallas. Oh my God, yeah. that would be. That, Absolutely. That, that, that's the one. That's the one they need, man. Because not not only is it killer shooting the ball, but he's a he's a hell of a floor general. Yes, with, exactly. With, with that rock, man, like he would set Luca up in ways that he's never been set up in his life. Right, right. Like, oh, that's the oh, uh, like. Yeah. The one thing I have with with Luca, it's like he has to do so much right now. I feel like if you took Dame specifically, like so much of a floor general. And just taking control, it would take such a load off of Luca's shoulders where now he's freed up to do so much more, especially on the defensive side of the ball as well, that it would just yeah. be a match made in heaven. I mean, and listen, Luca, like every shot he takes is contested. Right. He'd, he'd be out there feeling like he's taking free throws with mid-jumpers. Right. <laughs> If Dame was on that team, man, that 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 that's what Dallas needs. Mark Cuban needs to make that happen. Like that squad, Dallas, with Dame Lillard in the West, that would just change. Mm-hmm. That would be phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, G Money says Portland spent money on the wrong players, and it just sank them. Well said. That's what they always do. They always draft the wrong players, too. They drafted Sam Bowie when they could have drafted <laughs> Michael Jordan. They drafted Greg Oden when they could have gotten Kevin Durant. Could you have imagined Dame Lillard with Kevin Durant? Jeez. Could, could you have imagined in the 80s Michael Jordan with Clyde the Glide? In the 80s, Unreal. man. I mean, make some better draft picks. That's Jesus like... Christ, Portland. They're like, they miss on MJ. They're like, man, that was a once-in-a-lifetime shot. We'll ever have a chance to get a player of that caliber. And then years later, you miss on KD. And you're like, well. They didn't draft draft Michael Jordan because they had Clyde Drexler. Like, you couldn't have moved Clyde Drexler to the small forward position. Um, And they drafted... um, Greg Oden because they had there was someone number seven with the Blazers that's now a high school coach in Washington, blanking on his name, but he he basically messed up both his knees, um, and he he couldn't play basketball anymore. But he was like a Dame Lillard type. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. But so hmm. they kept not drafting the best player available because they're like, oh well, we have this other person. And then it just never worked out. So the Blazers are eternally fucked. Um, <laughs> so you might as well just let Dame live his life and send him somewhere else. Be great. I like how we started off talking about the <laughs> NBA Finals and all that. We ended up shitting on the Blazers for five minutes. Uh, yeah. I oh, I put this up a little early. I almost forgot to ask. Uh. Finals prediction: Who's who's winning the finals and how many games? Um. All right. Well, listen. You don't get plus thirty-seven on the ride or die in twenty-five, 
by, you know, betting with your heart. <laughs> but when your favorite team is in the NBA Finals, you can't help but bet with your heart. You can't you can't just bet analytically. And um, I've been a Celtics fan since 2008 when the when Seattle lost the Sonics and Ray Allen went over to the to the Celtics and I was rooting for him with KG and Paul Pierce and them and so having the Celtics back in the finals um I know no one's really given the Celtics a chance right now right but the weird thing is is that the um the ESPN basketball power index okay I don't know what they have with this algorithm, okay, Jalen? I really don't. I don't know what's involved in this algorithm. The basketball power index on ESPN, even though there's not a single analyst is giving the Celtics a shot at winning on ESPN, gives the Celtics an 86.1% chance of winning the series. All of the, you know, all the algorithms, all the analytics, everything... ESPN does is giving the Celtics an 80, 86% chance of winning. So I don't feel as much of a homer when I pick the Celtics. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the Celtics on this one and it six or seven games. It's not going to be easy. Um, if it comes down to a game seven, I'm going to lose weight because um, I'm going to be so nervous. I'm going to stop eating. Um, I would like us to take, take care of business by game six. But I might become anorexic if it comes to a game seven. <laughs> I might not eat. I might start throwing up my dinner. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to be real nervous. But uh, if it gets to a game six or game seven and the Celtics are still in it, whoo, man, that that's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be good basketball. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going with Boston in six. Um, just because, I mean, us winning the whole series – because I do feel like, again, I've said this like two or three weeks in a row now. I feel like we are the best complete like one through five team left in the playoffs. Uh, even though the Warriors have all the experience in this specific situation, uh, just from a talent-wise and athletic perspective, like we have the better players when it comes to just one through five. So... I feel like in the end we we've been we've gone through some really tough opponents through Brooklyn which didn't seem that tough but Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami. I think we've had the toughest road so far. Golden State, if you ask me, they've had a lot of a cakewalk. Uh, Denver, um, uh, Memphis and Dallas. I couldn't even remember what they played in the second round. Uh, I don't feel like they've really been tested too much until this point um so yeah i think we're, we're gonna play extreme physical basketball the only time we kind of saw a little a little bit of a blip on their radar on the warriors radar was memphis and memphis physical team and and was really getting under their skin um i think that's how we're gonna play them it's just the same yeah. way except more experienced more talented uh and i say six and games instead of seven only because I think we'll, we will have learned from our past two series and get this thing done in six and not go to, to San Francisco for a game seven because that sounds awful. I, I think it's going to come down to two players. 
this whole series. Uh, because Steph is going to be Steph. Same with Thompson. Same with Green. Um, the uh, But on the Celtic side, when the Warriors go small ball, and that's usually when they make their run, is when they go small ball, right? Can, can Smart stay healthy enough? Because he's been a little bit banged up. Can, can Smart stay healthy enough to go through one more series? If he can, that's phenomenal. Okay. But I think the biggest linchpin, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, is Grant Williams. Hmm. Because Grant Williams, one, when, when the Warriors go to small ball, he's good enough to guard on the perimeter. Right. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of, if you have Smart and Williams on the floor, okay, um, during, during small ball, you know that the Warriors are not going to get easy threes. They're, they're going to be contested. Okay? Um, and on top of that, Grant Williams, like, he has been, he's been on fire yeah. from beyond the arc throughout the whole playoffs, um, just out of his mind. Um, and so if, if Grant Williams can play, if he can keep up with that small ball defense and contest those threes and kind of help Smart and jamming up Thompson and Curry and Poole and, you know, Gary Payton with his broken-ass elbow. I still don't know how he's playing. <laughs> um, if he can do that, but yet he can hit a few threes a game, and if, if he can help Boston keep hitting good majority of their threes, um, I think that's going to be the biggest difference in this series if Grant Williams keep playing the way that he has been. Yeah, that's a great point because we switch a lot on defense, and Grant Williams is not a, a liability. Like even out on the perimeter, if he has to be out there, he can still usually hold his own. And if he can keep that up in this series, that will be huge in not letting Golden State get off easy shots uh if, if he gets switched on to somebody so yeah i think that's and, uh, a great point and i just want to point out that listen everyone's talking about the inexperience of boston right um everyone's made a lot about golden state having 123 nba final games under their belt with the players they have on the roster boston has zero but Boston's been to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last four years. Three out of the last four years. They've played in tough situations. It's yeah. not like this was their first or second year in the playoffs and they just made a magical run to the finals like right. Phoenix did last year. They've been in tough situations before. Um, and like you said, they beat Brooklyn, swept them. And everyone thought that Brooklyn was going to go to the NBA Finals out of the East. They all right. look dumb now after they got swept. But that was that was actually a pretty contested four games. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. we weren't blowing them out in those four games. And then we took Milwaukee to seven and Miami to seven. So they've been under the pressure cooker. Um, they know what the pressure is of playoff basketball. Um, and I think that we're underselling a little bit of the experience that Boston has in the playoffs and talking about how young, I mean, damn, Horford's what, 34, 35 years old? Yeah, 
he's up I there. mean, Tate, t- yeah, t- Tatum and Brown have been playing together for I don't know how many years. Um, but they they've they, they've been at Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last four years. So they they finally got over the hump, but it's not like they're like they're not battle hardened, is what I'm trying to get at there. So they they need to give them a little bit more respect. G Money is saying Warriors in seven. I love Boston's defense, but can they stop the Warriors from going on runs like they did against Denver, Memphis, and Dallas? <clears throat> well, the only team to really put up a fight in the playoffs was Memphis, right? Right. But Memphis didn't have the offensive scoring ability that Boston has. They're tough. But they're they're still nowhere near as good as Boston is defensively, and Boston doesn't rely on one player right. to score a bunch of points. Right. Like they're pretty even. Like all of like that whole team score. Um, in fact, I think in the in the four games they won against uh, Miami, I think three out of the four they had a different leading score. Yeah. Um, and so they they play a little bit more complete ball. And so I think that if Memphis had a little bit more of a complete game offensively, they could have given they 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 could have brought Golden State to the brink um, because yeah. of how physical they are. And Boston's just as physical, but they have a better offensive team and a better defensive team. Right. Um. They're 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 not a one man show. Everyone else that like Golden State played a bunch of teams with a one man show. Because they played Denver, right? Yeah. Okay. Joker, one-man show. Memphis. John Morant, one-man show. Dallas. Luka, one-man show. They're about to play a team that's a little bit more complete. So if there's any team that can do it, it's going to be Boston. But if Golden State did win, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. You know what I mean? Like, we're not mm. talking about the Lakers playing the Detroit Pistons in 2004, <laughs> where you're like, what the hell is happening? Um, like, either team can win this series. So I wouldn't be shocked <clears throat> if Golden State wins it in seven. But the fact that even G-Money is saying Golden State in seven shows the respect given to, yeah. to Boston to push them that far. Yeah. Last thing on this, the, the person I, I really want to see win a championship on the Celtics. You mentioned it before, but Al Horford, because he's been around forever and has been a Celtic for a large portion of his career. He just you know, came back here from the Thunder. Uh, I, like, I love Al Horford. Like, the way that he's always just stayed down for all these years, uh, he's been just such a good veteran presence for the team throughout all these years just excellent i would love to see him finally get that long coveted ring because he's had so many up until you know just now he had the longest streak for uh you know playoff games without ever appearing in a finals which is crazy it was like 114 115 something like that uh yep. crazy uh but yeah he he's really happy to be back as a celtic and my favorite game of this entire playoffs was that one game that he went off against the bucks him and Jason Tatum just took over. That was the greatest thing to me to see. It was Al Horford just giving it to yep. Milwaukee. That was that was awesome. And at the end of the day, man, in December, no one 
would have predicted Boston yeah. being here right now. Like they were, they have been the best team in the NBA from January till now. Um, so yeah. hopefully they can keep it rolling. Yes. All right. Now that we've spent almost an hour talking about uh, finals predictions, <laughs> we're gonna get into the next story <laughs> here. And Her show shows a little bit different when you got me instead of Shaq. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I bring better analysis. <laughs> Shaq will say otherwise, but he'll, he'll be here next week. Uh, He's a Steelers fan and a Heat fan, so <laughs> I'll, I'll trust him. So the other big piece of NBA news this past week was the fact that Darvin Ham, now the new head coach of the Lakers, uh, the, the search is finally over. All kinds of names seem to be getting thrown into the hat before they finally came up with this one. Um, Malin, what do you think about Darvin Ham becoming the new coach in L.A.? Well, I think the, the question you're putting in the agenda is what type of impact is he going to have as a coach, right? Right. So, a couple things about this guy. Now, one, he was a member of the Pistons. They beat the Lakers in 2004, so he won a hmm. ring beating the Lakers. So I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but then he went on to play teams like the Albuquerque Thunderbirds and the uh, hmm. Austin Toros, which is funny. Um, and you know he was an assistant for the Thunderbirds, Lakers, the Hawks, and the Bucks. So he did win a ring with the Bucks. Um, as right. an assistant, but he has zero head coaching experience, right? So, at the end of the day, I have a few questions for you, Jalen. Is Russell Westbrook still probably going to be on the Lakers next year? It seems like it. Seems that way. LeBron James still going to be 37 years old? Right. Okay. Is uh, Steph Curry and Thompson and Green still going to be on the Warriors? <laughs> yep. Yeah, is, is uh, the Joker still going to be in uh, <laughs> in Denver? Yes, and uh, what's-his-name will yeah. be back to healthy or two yeah. of them. Yep. Porter and Murray. Um, and uh, is Luka still going to be in Dallas? <laughs> yep. Yep. Is, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Booker still going to be back in in uh, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul is still going to be thirty seven. So I don't know what Chris Paul is going to do because he only averaged <laughs> nine points a game after he turned thirty seven. So I don't, like I, he still might be a pumpkin next year. We we don't know. Uh, but what I'm getting at is that the West is still going to be the West. Lakers is still going to be the Lakers. We didn't even talk about the Clippers uh, because I don't believe that. Kawhi Leonard's ever going to be healthy again. I don't know if he's in like hospice right now or not. I think he's in hospice. Um, I don't know. He's in a nursing home or hospice or somewhere. He's in some cryogenic, maybe. I don't know. Um, Paul George. No one really cares about Paul George unless Kawhi Leonard's healthy. <coughs> but the simple fact of the matter is the West is going to still be the West. The Lakers are still going to be the Lakers. And they're, they're too old and they're not talented enough. To, to make a push. So the best thing this man is going to get credit for is being the coach of the Lakers 
LeBron James breaks the scoring title. That's that's <laughs> going to be his claim to fame. Here is that I was the head coach. I'm on the sidelines. He's not even going to be wearing a suit because they don't make him wear suits anymore. He's going to be wearing some sport pants and a pullover uh, while LeBron James beats you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's <laughs> uh, Kareem scoring record. Like that. That's the best they're going to get next year, man. Um, I, I'm tired of putting all this hype on the Lakers. Um, that, yeah. that, that's all. I was gonna, he might listen. He could be a great coach. Okay, he could be. He could be one of those coaches. You're like, damn, this man might end up winning a couple NBA finals. But it's it's not going to be with this Lakers. Yes. Roster. Yeah. And it might not even be with the Lakers. Right. Um, if he if he gets the Lakers in the playoffs next year. <laughs> even the eight seed if they get into play-in and they make it to the playoffs that validates him as a head coach so but no 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 not a big impact i don't think yeah i i think he'll have just as much of an impact as frank vogel did uh well at least this past year because vogel did get them a a bubble championship so you got to give him that um but Uh, well i mean he was he was on the bench. I don't, <laughs> right. He, he I was don't he was he, there he was on paper. Uh, yeah. But you know, just like Vogel's impact this with this same team, I don't see it being any different because it, I, I don't think coaching was really the problem to begin with. The Lakers are trying to s- solve a problem with the wrong solution, and it's like that's that's a. Uh, uh, a common life thing, folks, is you're, you're you're trying to solve a problem with something that that's not the issue in the first place. Uh, you know, if if the engine in your car is shot, you probably shouldn't start by changing the tires. You, you probably want to jump into the engine first. Uh, I I hope that they give him. I would imagine that they give him some grace and know that hey, this first year probably gonna look similar to last year. Uh, the, you know his second year there. That's when I would imagine they would judge him a bit harsher. Uh, it's just a matter of what are they going to do personnel-wise because it, it seems like a lot of these guys are going to be coming back next year. Um, but after that, all right, you know what, what's going on with free agency? What's going on with the draft? Uh, because that's you know the their current roster is just not it's a bunch of pieces that don't work together so they need to figure that out first um but even with that being said is their front office going to get out of the way of his coaching plans like are they going to tell him who needs to be playing no matter what and he's like no i don't let's try something else there's that too like you said Malin. like he could be a great coach but i don't think we'll see it in la I just don't see it with with everything I just mentioned. I don't see how we'll be able to find Darvin Ham's potential as the head coach of the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the if the Lakers end up making a deep run in the playoffs next year, it's going to be because Anthony Davis goes against the norm and stays healthy. LeBron James stays healthy. And Russell Westbrook stops building home, homes for the homeless and the needy by throwing up bricks. Um, if those three things happen, 
and the Lakers could make a deep run in the playoffs because if you have a healthy Anthony Davis, a healthy LeBron James, and a Russell Westbrook that can play, just just play like you played when you were in Houston. You don't have to be yeah. the triple double machine like you were, you know, in Oklahoma or whatnot. But just play competent basketball. Like stop. I don't know. Like he got so used to being a one man <laughs> show after the Durant left that he forgot that he was playing with the best basketball player of the last 25 years, LeBron James. Um, and I mean, like, damn, like how, how many, how many bricks you need to throw up? Like how many homes need to be built in LA? I, I don't know. Uh, but if they make a deep run, it's, it's going to be because Anthony Davis is healthy. LeBron James is healthy. And Westbrook plays through those two. Okay? Yeah. And he distributes the ball through those two. It's not going to be because they have a new coach. Because right. the Lakers won in the bubble because Anthony Davis and LeBron James were rested and Anthony Davis was healthy and he was throwing up threes and yelling Kobe and making them. And, I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it was insane uh, dur- during the bubble. But I don't believe that the Lakers can get to the playoffs with a healthy Davis, with a health, healthy LeBron James. And I don't think that Russell Westbrook can play team ball. Um, so I, 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 it doesn't matter who's the coach. You can put Phil Jackson back there. <laughs> Even though I don't think he's ever going to wear sport pants and a pullover if he did that. He might be the only head coach still wearing a suit if he came back to coach. But you can put Phil Jackson back there. And the Lakers are still not going to make a deep run in the playoffs unless everything I just said happens. So it doesn't really matter who's the coach. Yeah, agreed 1,000%. Uh, with that, I think we're going to go to halftime. Um, I think, last I checked, the, the Capital One match, they were just on the last hole, um, and it was tied coming into that last hole so we'll go to break and then see uh what's happening here and we are back folks welcome to the second half of afr hope you enjoyed your break got what you needed and are strapped back in for the second half of the show um malin did you want to uh make a toast to our second half shot here yeah, before we take our shot, I just want to, I know that last week you guys took a shot in remembrance of the Buffalo shooting, but since that's happened, there was a school shooting in Texas and Alverde um, Elementary School where I think 16 to 18 elementary school kids passed away, one teacher and then a husband who was only 43 years old passed away from a heart attack after losing his wife. And that shooting and then there was also a shooting today in Tulsa Oklahoma uh, where at a hospital five are dead um, and I'm I am someone that's a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment okay I am I always have been always will be um, but something needs Something needs to happen. Something needs to change for us to be able to keep people safe. Um, I'm not going to want to get into politics here, but I am. I just want to, you know, raise a toast and give condolences to the families 
of people that lost someone. I could never imagine sending my son or any of my sons to elementary school yeah. and to find out hours later that they were shot and killed by by someone that infiltrated the school. Um, and so that just breaks my heart for those families. It breaks my heart for those families in Tulsa, Oklahoma that were, you know, had family members in a hospital that were just killed. And, you know, even beyond that, you know, it's worth mentioning that Marion Barber, who was uh, a running back in the NFL, played for the Dallas Cowboys, number 24. I think a lot of people remember him. Uh, he was found dead in his apartment for unknown reasons so far. There's not a whole lot of facts about that. There's just a whole lot of turmoil going on. So when we talk about sports and we talk about the love of sports and we like to try to get out of the stress of everyday life and talk about this stuff, there's still a lot of real-world problems going on. And we would be amiss if we didn't at least acknowledge and give our condolences to that. So as we take this shot, it's in memory of everyone that, that's passed over the last few days and hoping that, you know, change can come for the better. Amen to all of that. Now, <clears throat> we are going to get into my favorite segment of every week. And that is what is up with that for this week. So I kind of have two. We Shaq and I did this last week as well. I have two to bring to the table. One, just I just heard about this earlier today. Uh, and that's the fact that apparently Josh Allen throws up before every single game. <coughs> uh, he shared this tidbit, I guess, in a pre-interview before the golf thing today that his routine is, I guess, he's just so nervous and anxious before starting an NFL game that he throws up before the game starts. <laughs> This is pretty strange to, to continuously do. I, I would understand, like, early in your career. But, uh, I, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, is he putting his finger in his mouth? Like, what, 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 what is going on? No, I think on it's just the, the, the butterflies are so much that he just, just lets it all loose <laughs> before oh, he starts. He should, he, should, he should probably throw up before he plays golf, too, because horrendous in this uh, Capital One match. Um, I could have felt better um, than, than what he did. I don't think he hit a fairway. Um, no. There. I thought he was about to break a couple clubs over his knee. And if I'm correct, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, the old heads won, right? They did in, in dramatic fashion. So that's another notch under our belt. What did you and Shaq predict on that? Did you pick the old heads or the young guns on this one? I think we all picked the old heads. I know you and I did. I, I'd have to go back and check Shaq's pick, though. Well, let's go ahead and say you picked the young guns, whatever you said. <laughs> you just picked the young guns, so give them a loss there. Um, but, no, that, that's, you know, it is really weird, like, the, the pregame rituals that NFL players have. Um, there was someone in the 49ers that used to say that Jerry Rice 
would put his whole uniform on and he would put his socks on and put everything on and put tape on and everything like that and then like do some sprints in the locker room and then he would like not feel comfortable enough so he would take everything off then retape everything and then put it back on he would do that like three or four times in the locker room for a game um and that's the greatest receiver of all time but Josh Allen throwing it up before a game um you know i'd rather you throw up before the game than be donovan mcnab and throw up in the last drive of fourth quarter <laughs> in the super bowl um so that should happen but if you want to talk about fourth quarters you know who has the best Game ritual in the NFL. Who's that? I've ever heard of. Arshon Lynch. You know what his pregame ritual is? No. He, he told it to uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has that ESPN Plus show. Yeah. He goes around and he visits, you know, like NFL stars and talks about NFL history. So he did one last year with Marshawn Lynch, and Marshawn Lynch literally admitted that. He was taking shots of Hennessy before every game. <laughs> if that's not the most Mar if that's not the most beast mode thing you've ever heard of in your life. Peyton Manning asked him, he was like, Where were you getting Hennessy in the locker room? He said, Backpack Chief <laughs> That man was taking in bottles of Hennessy into the locker room. Taking shots of Hennessy before every fell game. That, that is, is amazing. Good for that's him. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. So, but Josh <laughs> Allen sticking his finger in his mouth and throwing up with nerves before every NFL game. He's got to get over that. That's a, that's not healthy. No. Uh, make you bulimic or something. Uh, he needs to. It's like let me dehydrate myself right before I go out of here and and run around yeah. like. I don't he know needs how. to drink some of that Gatorade that Peyton Manning's so in love with. <laughs> Manning's always been in love with Tennessee Orange Gatorade. <laughs> Jeez. Sean's uh, got to drink some of that. <laughs> what's your what's up with that? Or or one of your what's up with that? Okay, my, my, my first one. Because uh, I have two, too. Cool. Um, is, uh, the first one is this Capital One golf match. With Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I was watching most of this, and I know the old heads won. But uh, my what's up with that is uh, how many beers <laughs> Josh Allen need to drink when he's on live TV. Like, I don't know if Coors Light was a sponsor, but that, that man cracked open and drank four beers before a whole 12. You mean um, Mahomes? Holmes and Allen. But yeah, Allen, I, I think I saw him crack open like four of them. Like the young heads yeah, were cracking yeah. open beer. They were sucking them down like it was water. I think it was of uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. I think Mahomes had yeah, he had down four early on. I think he has a, a core sponsor because I, I feel like he mentioned it. And then he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm gonna try and get Josh in on this and then there they went. <laughs> they were like they were acting like me, the golf horse and Hilton Head. Like they were challenging me on how much beer and liquor I can drink because I'll drink two beers on the front nine, a shout of Jack going into the back nine, and have two more beers. 
Um, but I'm not on live TV playing in Vegas in the heat. Right. Yeah. Strip in the background. I'm like, dude, what are you? What? What? What are y'all doing? Yeah, they were like, down on them. Like your golf game is already shit. What do you think alcohol is going to do to you? <laughs> um, so I, I just thought that was wild. How many times I was seeing them crack open beers, and Brady and Aaron Rodgers were like all business. Uh, I think yeah. TB12 was drinking a kale shake um, <laughs> from his little TB12 thing. Uh, and Rodgers was just yelling at fans uh, pretty much the entire time. <laughs> like, was there was the, like the three angry, times. And your grandpa. Yeah, the, yeah. The, there was like three times like, y'all need to back up. And I was like, dude, you can say please to these fans. Like, they paid money to be there. Like, you're not playing in the Masters. This isn't uh, – this ain't a major. Like, calm down, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was funny. And the amount of sponsorships that they had showing – about this whole I thing. know. Uh, Brady had his own name on his polo, which how narcissistic can you get? <laughs> have your own last name on your polo, um, and TB12 on his hat. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes had State Farm on their hats. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen was just—I don't know. Josh Allen didn't have a sponsor. He was just drinking beer. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> um, but I, I just thought the whole damn thing was funny, man. It, it was great to watch them play golf. It was. I—I um, I just had a lot of fun with them. But you know, the amount of beer that the young guns cracked open. I'm just like, damn, like y'all need to drink some water. Shit, I've been to Vegas every year. Yeah, I, I can only imagine in, in June just how hot it would be. I don't know if you heard, uh, I think, I'm think i pretty sure it was on the very first hole as they were about to just tee off when Brady comes over to, to A-Rod and was in, live on TV just right into the mic goes, let's fuck him up. <laughs> okay, here, here's another thing. Okay. Here's a, one of the best lines that Brady had in this is he hit an iron shot and he's walking away and he was like, I call this a chunky shot, okay, which a chunk shot is a thing. And he was like, I call it a Josh Allen shot. And I was like, oh shit, you just called Josh Allen chunky. <laughs> <laughs> On live TV, you just called a man fat. I was like, oh my God, Brady has no chill. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. Is just a stone cold killer, man. Like when you're calling an all pro quarterback chunky, I chunk that shot. I call that the Josh Allen. I was like, oh my god. Awesome. <laughs> that uh, that whole thing is is such a just a good production. Like the fact that they have, you know, everybody has the the commentators in their ears is really really cool. I. I look forward to that every year now these, these past couple of years uh my second what's up with that has to be kd and draymond on twitter and really not draymond mainly kd <laughs> once again getting to his his feelings if this time it wasn't just a random person that he took issue with it was his he took an issue with draymond's opinion on how teams would guard him compared to Steph when KD was there in Golden State. And uh, <laughs> it was just classic Kevin Durant on him taking uh, offense to 
Draymond claiming that Steph got more double teams than KD did when he was there. It's just like, bro, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I don't get why he just finds the need to. And it always seems to be when he's not playing basketball, whether he's hurt or out of the picture, that's when he has these issues on the Internet. So, I don't know, maybe just play better and you won't have time to deal with these kind of things in the first place. That's what I think okay, about I, it. I, I don't know. I think I think Kevin Durant would take offense to someone cutting him in line at McDonald's trying to get him at Flurry <laughs> when the ice machine, ice cream machine ain't working. Um, he just he's all up feelings like, you know, AD should just be a permanent person on the Oprah show or Dr. Phil and just talk about your feelings like all the time. Um, and he doesn't even give a shit about burner accounts anymore. He just puts it yeah. on live Twitter. He, yeah. he doesn't care about burner accounts because he already got caught with burner accounts. He was like, <laughs> I don't give a damn. Uh, but yeah, so Draymond Green went out there and said, you know, uh, Steph Curry got double teamed more than Kevin Durant did uh, when Kevin Durant was playing on the finals. And he wasn't necessarily taking a shot at Kevin Durant. Right, exactly. (laughs) But but KD woke up. He was trying to cook an over-easy egg, and he burnt it and made it into a fried egg. He was pissed off. He looked down at his Twitter, saw that, you know, Draymond Green said something. He was like, well, I can't stand for this. Um, And then he starts popping off on Twitter. It's like, dude, like, God, like, you're making how much money? (laughs) Playing a game. Have fun in life. Right. Like, stop taking things so seriously. Jeez. I just, I don't know. I just, like, that man cannot stand being talked about uh, by anybody. Yeah. Oh, no. I I bust people's shops all the time. I make jokes. You know that. We always talk about Shaq's forehead. Um, Like, I can't see the moon tonight and it's probably because shat outside walking the dog or something <laughs> and so it's probably eclipsing the moon um but you know like 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 life happens man people give it back to me all the time you you give it you got to be able to take it and kevin durant man i loved him when he got picked by the sonics i hope that when the sonics get a team back Maybe kevin durant goes back to the Sonics. i would love that but dude you need to get on dr phil or something Yeah, you need to to work this shit out. (laughs) It's intense, and at this point, it's embarrassing. Yes, like, like, come on, man, like, what, whatever, uh, self uh, esteem, awareness, whatever, whatever this complex is. I don't know. You should probably probably figure that thing out, though, because the internet is 2022. It is it is not the place for for that ever hurt your feelings man you need to confront them and you know if 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 jerry springer still had a show go on jerry springer but maybe you just need to go on oprah or something i don't know jimmy fallon i don't know james corbin just do something man get 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 it out there let 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 it loose cry a little bit you know everybody makes themselves feel better when they're on the Oprah show when they cry. Yeah. So may, may, maybe you need to do that. Go on the Oprah show and have a good cry. Let it um, out. You know, you can't go on the Ella DeGeneres show anymore because that's not there. Because uh, apparently <laughs> she was mean to her employees. But, uh, 
so that's not the show for Kevin Durant because if you're mean to any, he's gonna talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> so, but yeah, he he needs to figure something out. He's all up in his feelings, like big time. What's your second? What's up with that? Um, my second up up with that is uh, the news coming out of the NFL. Man, like there's so much stupid <laughs> crap during these OTAs that's coming out because we're going from Browns don't want to release Baker Mayfield because if they release him, they got to pay his whole salary and someone's going to pick him up, yet they don't want to trade him to anybody because they they want the other team to pick up the whole salary. So it's like the Browns are doing Browns' thing, which is a shit job at the front office. Um, so that's one thing. Um and then you got the Seahawks apparently entertaining, uh, bringing in Cam Newton. Um, huh. You know, God help me. God me. <clears throat> help me, Jalen. <laughs> the NFL season starts, and it's week three, and I'm in Lumen Field with G Money watching the Seahawks play in Seattle, and I have to root for Cam motherfucking news <laughs> that if that happens i'm gonna lose my shit there is no amount of money that i could spend that will give me enough alcohol inside that stadium that will make me feel okay but having the root for cam newton to do good so please and then you got the raiders working out colin kaepernick oh yeah and then and and then saying we don't like to talk about workouts we always keep it confidential there's nothing about Colin Kaepernick that's <laughs> confidential. Like, you worked him out for the press, but then you're not going to talk about it because you probably never had any intention of signing him. Right. So just the news coming out with these damn quarterbacks that nobody wants, and they always seem to be linked to my Seahawks because <laughs> Russell Wilson is wearing blue and orange. Yeah. And I'm just I'm I'm over it. I'm pissed off. I don't I don't care. I don't care if Drew Locke sucks ass. <laughs> I just want him to be the starting quarterback at this point. Um just fuck the... Geno Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, <laughs> all of them. Just give me Drew Locke. Let's see what we can do. Are we gonna, <laughs> can we do another thirty for thirty show like Jameis Winston? I don't know, man, but it's stressing me out. All the rumors, all this dumbass quarterback stuff. It's ridiculous. The only thing that would be worse than New England Cam Newton would be Seattle Cam Newton. That would be a shit show. I, I would not wish that oh upon God. your Seahawks. Um, unfortunately, you guys are in that... Uh, that limbo when your your franchise quarterback is gone and you never have to deal with any of those questions and then now it's like every single possible eligible quarterback out there is then linked to your team and it's just like <laughs> that insecurity even, is the worst it's not even that i think okay so like cam newton wasn't great in new england right not at all you didn't have any <clears throat> offensive weapons in New England, right? Right. Yeah, none. Then he goes to Carolina again. 
That was fun for one game. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey does what Christian McCaffrey does, and he gets hurt again, and then they have no weapons again. Yep. So it's not like you wouldn't have weapons in Seattle. I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you got Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. You got this Walker kid that's a rookie out of running back. Um, you know, you got Noah Fant tied in. Like, Seattle has weapons on offense. They just need a quarterback that can run the show and get him the ball. Um, I just don't believe that Cam Newton has the ability, even with those offensive weapons, to get it done anymore. Because to me, he's like Michael Vick. Michael Vick was flashy. Michael Vick could electrify you. He put up great stats that one year um, in, in Philly, right? When they had Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn Le, uh, Le, McCoy, you know, like all them. Yeah. And then, But he got hit so many times that he got scared in the pocket. He fumbled the ball. He got sacked so many times. I think Cam Newton's in the same realm right now as what Michael Vick was about like 10 years ago to where he's been hmm. hit so many times. He's fidgety. Inside the pocket. Yeah. Um, he was never an accurate thrower to begin with, but then when you put in that fidgety that he has, he had the, he definitely displayed um, in, in New England, and he definitely displayed it in Philly. I just don't see him being able to be stable enough in the pocket to deliver the ball to DK Metcalf or a Tyler Lockett or, 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 or a Noah Fant. So I just, I don't know, just all the news coming out with the OTAs, with all these broken ass quarterbacks my seahawks have to be connected to all of them it just pisses me off man and then you got russell wilson saying that it's a non-emotional thing for him to go back to lumen field on week one kiss my ass you fake motherfucker um just stop being a goddamn robot just have some emotion like you're so he's so he cares so much about being accepted by a fan base in Denver that he buys a puppy and calls it Bronco. <laughs> like that's how that's how weak minded little midget is right, right now. So I, I'm just over it all. Like all these fucking quarterbacks. My wife is a Bucks fan and she hates quarterbacks. She don't care who it is. She hates them. Yeah. She even hates Tom Brady that won her a Super Bowl. <laughs> and I'm getting to that point where I hate quarterbacks because of all this. It's just the, pissing me the, off. The drama. The drama that comes with them. God. Um, on that same note, this is completely uh, not on the agenda here, but uh, it's funny how it seemed like Jimmy G was like the hottest free agent quarterback before the season ended. And now he's still in the same place. Do you think that San Francisco is just going to keep him as their backup to Trey Lance at this point? Um, well, Trey Lance played like, uh, I don't know. Um, if I took a bag of trash, I put it outside on my driveway, <laughs> let it sit in the heat for the whole day, and then told it to get behind the San Francisco offensive lineman to play quarterback. Um, that's about the way that Trey Lance played quarterback San Francisco 49s last year. Like He wasn't good. He was hot trash. Hot garbage. It was terrible. Um, Jimmy G's not great, um, but I think he's good enough to win games with the roster yeah. San Francisco has. So the conundrum that San Francisco has 
is are you willing to go with the quarterback that's good enough to get you 10 or 11 games but can't take you deep in the playoffs? Or are you willing to go with the young gun that didn't really prove himself last year when he had the opportunity and by all accounts has not shown anything in voluntary workouts or OTAs? Yeah. He's necessarily gotten any better, but he's a first-round pick. So it, it it's kind of the same thing that you know like like Cleveland right now, Jesus yeah. Lord, uh, Deshaun Watson is meeting with NFL investigators. The NFL is about to drop the hammer on Deshaun Watson, um, where they're probably going to find him and drop him games next year. They're going to reserve the right to see what happens in these civil cases, and they might cost him games next year, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Sean Watson just got another civil case put against him, so that makes 23 at this point. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So someone else came out of the woodshed and was like, yep, you know what? He sexually assaulted me or sexual misconduct, me too. So now there's 23, so the Browns are like, we want to wow. give Baker Mayfield away for nothing. Do we want to stash him away? Like Harry Potter under the stairs <laughs> for a rainy day because we don't know that Sean Watson is going to be able to play a full season next year. But then how does Baker Mayfield get on the field for the Browns again? Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson just took the whole offense. Yeah. 27 people to the Bahamas. Baker Mayfield wasn't there. So if Deshaun Watson gets benched for six or four or whatever games, the Browns keep him because they don't want to pay the money and trade him and pay the money. If Baker Mayfield starts week one, I mean, you want to talk about a shit show. Mm. Those two teams have the worst. They're worse than my Seahawks. The 49ers and the Browns, their quarterback situation is the worst in the NFL right now. Yeah. It's comical yeah. how they have fucked it up. You have two teams that thought that they were going to have a market for the quarterback right. they wanted to get rid of or they could start the next one, and the market dried up, and they're like, you know what, We really, no one really wants a Jimmy G with a shoulder injury, and no one really wants a Baker Mayfield that you allowed to get the shit beat out of him for three years <laughs> um, and isn't that good anymore uh, outside of commercials. Um. So yeah, the, the, those two teams, man. I, I don't know what you think. Like, like, what do you think is going to happen in San Francisco? I definitely think they're going to end up keeping Garoppolo. It's just a matter of, um, is Trey Lance in their eyes? Is he going to be ready enough to start Week One, or are they going to say, "Well, we still have Jimmy here. Jimmy did." take us as far as he did last year and years past why don't we just keep buying time for Trey Lance while we still have him and let Jimmy come out here and start for weeks one two maybe three you know however long they they feel necessary which I feel like they're gonna let Trey Lance come out first he'll like you said be as trash as he showed us last year and then be like okay let's reel this back a bit Come on, Jimmy. Let's let's come out here, and then Jimmy will probably play. You know, a few weeks before they let Trey get back out there, and from there, who who knows what happens? Um, 
But I, I, one I, way or another, I think Jimmy G will have more starts in a 49ers uniform. I actually think that if the Niners keep Jimmy G, I think he actually starts week one because I don't think hmm. that Trey Lance is going to beat him out in camp. And Jimmy G did take that roster when it was healthy to a Super Bowl. Yep. And the NFC is wide open. Yep. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers doesn't have his best receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Brees is no longer playing. Tom Brady's coming back, but the Bucks have lost some players too. No one cares about the NFC East because it's the Philadelphia Eagles or the Cowboys, and none of them are going to be a major player when it comes to the playoffs anyways. Um, and so you, even the Rams right now, I don't know if you know about this, but Aaron Donald came out again. Yeah. He said that he's open to retiring. <laughs> yep. They don't pay him money because he's going to be the 46th highest paid interior lineman in the NFL crazy. this year. Crazy. But you want to know what his cap hit is this year? He's only getting paid $9 million, but his cap hit is $26 million. Huh. Yeah, because of the way that the Rams have been spending money, right? Because everyone keeps saying that the Rams, everyone keeps wondering, how are the Rams getting all these players, right? Well, they keep doing what the New Orleans Saints did with Drew Brees. They keep backloading Hmm. everything. Gotcha. So his cap hit is $26 million. Jalen Ramsey's contract is $23 million. Yeah. Talking $49 million in your cap on two defensive players. Yeah. So if the Rams rework his contract, they give him a new contract, it's going to be at the expense of somebody else on that roster with the Rams, maybe two people yeah. that are important to that roster because he's because he's going to take money from somewhere. Like the, the, the Rams can't, can't keep doing what they're doing, so the Rams possibly – even going to be as good as what they were last year, and they just won the Super Bowl. And Arizona with Kyler Murray, I mean, Jesus Lord, they'll be good for the first eight or nine games, but they're not going to be good after that because <laughs> their their coach is Clingsbury and he's terrible <laughs> in the second half of the year. Um, so I mean, I would I would not it would not surprise me if Jimmy G is the starting quarterback for the Niners week one because I think that the NFC is wide open for whatever team can go on a run early and the Niners yeah. aren't going to want yeah, they're, they're not going to want to give up games seeing what Trey Lance can do if they know that they have a proven winner right? Jimmy right. G like it, and it might be just like 2012 remember in 2012 the Niners had uh, Alex Smith at quarterback right. yep then halfway through the year, when he got a concussion, they went to Colin Kaepernick, and then he took him to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They racked up enough wins early with Alex Smith, so it might kind of be like that same type of mentality uh, of doing that. But I, I, I think the Browns and the Niners, man, they, they got a funny shit show of a quarterback situation right now. They do. Another NFC team, the Saints, uh, apparently Jameis Winston's walking around with a visible limp. As of right now, I know it's still only June, but I mean, still, like, that's you do not want that to be the case with your uh, projected starting quarterback. 
Uh, it just seems like did, the, the the NFC is just what the hell is going on. Must have stepped on a crab or something. <laughs> uh, probably, probably cut his foot. I will say this though, man. With <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with with the roster that the Saints have, if uh, if everybody comes back and everyone added to the draft with Jameis Winston actually think the Saints could make a run in the division against the Bucks, And not a lot hmm. of other people are saying it, so this is a hot take people. Um, just as red as my cheeks right now. That's kind of ridiculous how red those are. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I could totally see the Saints giving the Bucks a run for their money um, if Jamin Winston is actually healthy and he cuts down on the turnovers because he's he has three really good receivers. And if Alvin Kamara stays healthy, that defense is still stout. Ooh, watch out, baby. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and advance to our Rider Dime Five, folks. This segment is it's starting to slowly fizzle out. We're getting to that point of the year where uh, there's there's no football, no basketball. Uh, so. From here on out, it's just the finals, and then the Rider Dime Five will go on a pause until September. So that's because you and uh, you and Chat don't like baseball, right? So, yeah, <laughs> you guys, you guys could barely probably name ten teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, I, I, I can I, name I ten teams. Did you? I could. All right, go ahead. I can give you all right. So we can go Rays. Right. We can go uh, Red Sox, Yankees. Um, we can go the Pirates, uh, Angels, the Nationals, the Mariners, the White Sox, the Rangers, um, Astros. Okay, good for you. You got ten. I like that you couldn't even name the Blue Jays in the AL East, though. Like, yeah, that that's what I was missing. You, yeah. couldn't, you couldn't even name. I don't know every divisions team like in that in, in, in baseball. You only know that you only know the Mariners because of me, because I talk about them so much. Right, I, I would have so. most definitely forgot about them. I didn't even name the Dodgers before I named the the Mariners. Damn right. All right, so you got ten teams. So I. I owe you one apology. Shaq, however, <laughs> we couldn't name 10 M- MLB teams. But, uh, I think we're all in the same agreement. They kind of fuck hockey right now. Care about hockey. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm not trying to hear about the lightning right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Rider Dine 5 um, is just game one tomorrow, which is game one of the finals. Um, I will go first real quick. I'm actually going to take the Warriors to win Game Five on their home court. Uh, the in Celtics. Game one. Oh yeah, sorry, Game Five, Game One on their home court. <laughs> um, Celtics have lost their past two Game Ones against Milwaukee in in Miami. Um, even though or, or, Miami's was on in in Miami, but Milwaukee was in Boston, but it didn't seem to matter. So. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It, maybe it just takes us that first game to to get them downloaded or whatever it may be. But I think um, it will it will be a good game without a doubt. I don't see us getting completely blown out. But 
Game one, I, I say we'll go to the Warriors. Uh, game two, though, on Sunday, I think we tie them up before we go back to Boston. But, yeah. Who who did Shaq pick? Did he give you his pick? He did not. What a bitch. <laughs> what a... <laughs> I even gave you my picks when I wasn't able to go on the you show. You did. <laughs> this man isn't on the show tonight because he said he had family things going on for the next day. Somebody better be in the ICU for him not to be on the show and not give his picks. They're just going out to dinner or doing some dumb shit at Taco Bell. His ass could have give a fucking pick. So, this motherfucker. Uh... This man, this man is dodging us, <laughs> you know, as well as Ben Stiller in the Dodgeball movie. Like, eh. <laughs> God, yeah, what a freaking clown. Um, I still can't see the moon, so he has to be outside. Um, Sitting outside at Taco Bell. At yeah, still, it's still clear skies, and I can't see the moon, so he has to be outside doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but he's he could listen. We're about to have a tropical depression hit Tampa in the next few days. I'm about to tell Shaq to go out to Clearwater Beach and just stand there because he'll block the whole goddamn thing, um, and we'll all be safe. So it's fine. Uh, so and. And he deserves everything I just said, because you guys were making jokes about having a short show last week just because I wasn't there. Um, just the two of us, I still turned it into a two-hour show. Uh, so. I'm trying to compose myself. Um, listen, man, I'm, I got to go with my heart, and I got to go with... I, I I gotta go over to Celtics on this one. I like it. Um, I like I'm, it. I'm 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 gonna bet my heart this whole series, and the reason why is that. And now there there is a few things in my heart that says that Celtics can win Game One. Is that the the Warriors have had a lot of a lot of days off, right? Right. They, they've, I mean, damn, they've damn near had I think like twelve days. Um. And the Celtics are going to go in there. And, yes, they did two back-to-back seven-game series, but they last played on Sunday. They're playing on Thursday. We were well-rested enough. I think the Warriors are going to be feeling themselves to a certain degree. Um, And I think that the Celtics can start off hot in this game. And I think the defense, the Celtics, is going to be the difference um, in game one. Because I think that Smart's going to be healthy enough. I don't know how healthy he's going to be in the rest of the series. Uh, but Iguodala and um, Peyton, too, are still shown as out. They're not playing. Uh, but everyone on the Celtics are going to play. Um, so I- I'm going to go ahead and-, and go with the Celtics for game one. Deal one. In Golden State, um, and if we still game one, I'm not too Ooh. confident in game two. So I do kind of agree <laughs> with you, Jalen, that we will go back to Boston, probably tied one-one. But I'm gonna go with the uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with the Celtics taking, taking game one, kind of 
kind of rope dope kind of a deal there, <laughs> which I'm by surprise. And uh, Shaq not giving a pick, just wants to stay plus two because uh, he's terrible <laughs> at him. Um, I'm plus thirty-seven, and I think you're plus twenty-two. He's only plus two. He probably want to save himself from only being plus one next week because he probably would pick Golden State. You are so. so now after this last week, you are plus forty on plus twenty-five. Shaq is, I think, still. I'm not sure. Plus two. I don't know what he picked with the, the golf thing, but yeah, yeah. And I'm listen. I just want to let the listeners know that. Uh, Shaq's been doing this for a lot of months before me. I only started Correct. doing this in October. And I think I'm only six games, <clears throat> six or seven picks away from him still. I'm going to catch him, especially when the NFL starts. Like, <laughs> give it by week three. I'm going to pass him up because he is god-awful at NFL picks. <laughs> yeah. since, His NFL pick. Since Thanksgiving, yeah. that's, that's when you got added on to here. Onto the oh, right yeah. of that. Since, since yeah, Thanksgiving, November, I'm already this close to him. Uh, <laughs> um, so he NFL picks like he does fantasy football teams. Um, it, it's it's pretty god awful. So and if he could go inside, my mom and I, who's sitting outside with me at the fire pit, maybe we can enjoy the moon a little bit. But uh, he has to go inside first. It'll be a double door. So. <laughs> I can say as many forehead jokes as I want, man. He's not even here. The three rule doesn't apply. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. At least you didn't have to rearrange your furniture so that you can get inside tonight. The um. <laughs> every Wednesday, you got to move your couch and. All that stuff. <laughs> everything. So I doesn't um, even walk around in the apartment. I'm ninety percent. Ceiling fan uh, down. You probably hit that. <laughs> Take the ceiling fan down. <laughs> I'm ninety percent sure this is accurate, but Shaq is at eighty three wins, and you are at eighty one. Damn right. Which is and how crazy. how long have you guys been doing these picks before me? Uh, since probably this time last year, we started sometime in the you, NBA season last yeah, year. Yeah, you guys started in the NBA season and then carried on in the NFL. So I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> right. if you are a betting person and if you're listening in a state that allows online betting. Don't listen to Shaq. Listen to me, because <laughs> um, I'm I'm batting about sixty something percent right now, and uh, Shaq needs to go down the double A. He's uh, it's pretty terrible. He's dodging us this week because his heat lost. Probably he, having he will, dinner with. He'll still get his. He'll still get that video true. I I didn't even bother this week once he said he's not gonna be on. But you're damn right. Like Shaq is dodging us so bad. Like he's not even married, but he's probably having dinner with some in-laws he doesn't even have um, to get out of this show tonight. Because uh, he didn't want to hear, he didn't want to take the heat being a heat fan. Um, 
you know what? Tonight, because he's not there, I can actually see the lights behind you on the couch. So that's the thing, because normally I can't see that. So that's cool. There are lights back here, believe it or not. It was normally a solar eclipse, but uh, norm- normally I only get to see that. But anyways, a good show, man. Yes, very good show. Is there anything else you wanted to mention uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, other than uh, fuck Champa Band, hope the Lightning lose uh, every game they ever play. That's all I got. Nice. I second that. Oh, wait, what, what? One other thing. Yep. I would be remiss if I didn't say this. When I was golfing at Hilton Head, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law Travis. We were both 70 yards from the green with a hill blocking the green so we couldn't see it. We can only see the flag stick. He hit his ball. I hit mine. I was about two feet from the hole. He actually hit it for an eagle. Um, Shit. So, so, props, yeah, so props to Travis in an eagle. Uh, we were looking for his golf ball. Then... Uh, he went over to the hole and he was like, holy shit, it's actually in there. And I looked at it and I was like, God damn you. Right. So, uh, wow. so props to Travis, my brother-in-law one up in me on a birdie on a par five on hole 18. Um, he got an eagle and I got a birdie. So was, was that, that cool the experience. deciding factor right there? He, he whooped my ass by like 10 or 11 strokes. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but that hole was, was a real cool hole. Like he literally, when when you're hitting seventy yards out and you can't even see the green, you can only see the top of the flag, and you get it in the hole. I mean, good God, that 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 was damn. That's pretty cool. So, so so props to Travis on that. Shout out to Travis for that one. This that is very impressive. Josh Allen should take some some notes. From Travis seems like. It's almost like Josh Allen doesn't like the green or the fairway, is what I kind of take At from all. it. He likes the fans. Yeah, he, yeah he, he likes the fans. He likes the rough. He likes the bunker. There was one <laughs> shot that Josh Allen took where he said, don't go in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. And there was a bunker, but I swear to God, the bunker was like two feet wide. But he went 30 yards past the bunker in the green. And I was like, dude, you didn't have to give a damn about the bunker. You weren't getting anywhere close. <laughs> that little piece of shit. I, I remember that. <laughs> don't don't get in the bunker. And I was like, shit, you missed the bunker, the green, and I don't know, you went past the <laughs> right. resort and everything. You're over there near the high roller. <laughs> oh my like, god, damn. What bunker are you talking about? <laughs> it's like the size of a little goddamn puddle. But uh, but yeah. He was glad he missed it, but he missed everything else, too. (laughs) All right. It's been a good night. Appreciate you, buddy. Likewise. It has been a great show. By next week, Malin's Pinkies will be a a week more healed. So uh, we should, uh, I'm going to guess, we'll be back to normal with with Shaq here. Uh, But no promises. We never know. Uh, yeah, Shaq might have another family event so that he could <laughs> skip skip all the noise. If the Celtics are up 
three games to, to nothing by that point. The Shaq will probably not be here. I'm just throwing that out there. There's a reason why I'm a bandwagon fan for a reason that you know, I remiss. I digress. <laughs> all right, folks. We will talk to you all next week. Go Celtics and have a good week. Peace.